Hi there, I'm Ollie from near Philadelphia. I'm Cinna from Ohio. And this is Backlist and Chill. Yep. Sure is. <laughs> Good. Clean take, let's go. <laughs> Here on Backlist and Chill, we like to read books from our youth. At least one of our mm-hmm. youths. And honestly, at some point, I think we're going to get to a point where we are not as young, but your youth, perhaps, children? are listening perhaps maybe and then we uh drink about them mm-hmm. yeah and today we are on oh god is this season 12 still um i really trust you to keep track of that keep sort track. of thing i'm gonna go with 12 because you know what i think i would have remembered if we got to 13 mm, seems unlucky <laughs> Oh, and alas, we know it is. So this is <laughs> season 12, episode 3, the finale of season 12, where we are talking about L.J. Smith Night World, and this book, book number 3, is called mm-hmm. Spellbinder. Yep. Yep. And listeners at home, I just want you to know that I love Cinna so very much. Oh, no. And (laughs) Cinema's trying to be sneaky on our little Discord server. (laughs) I did get a huge chuckle out of it because we have a a list of how we we do this in case you haven't been able to tell. And Cinema was trying to be sneaky and add in that after we tell you what episode, we talk about the state of the park. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't edit my list, so she had to post the whole thing again i made a new one it was so good though i couldn't delete the old one either (laughs) you can't so now there are two (laughs) because i'm in charge on the discord server (laughs) i mean that seems logical and correct it's funny because i was terrible at discord when i first got there i was just like what is it i don't understand it is not a forum but it moves fast (laughs) how do i react i love that (laughs) because i'm old (laughs) just it's perfect right like, that's this podcast. You're like, it's not, like, a forum? This isn't an AOL chat. It's not even AIM. How do I use Discord? It's like a new forum, but you don't create <laughs> threads. and No, it's... you can make channels, and they're in categories, which is kind of like a forum, except different words. And you can see when people are typing. It's very strange. Which is like AIM, right? But you can't set an away message. Oh, so. God, if I could set an away. So, like, you can. You can put it, but no one sees it. It's not like when you message me, you get, like, you know, some Evanescence lyrics. <laughs> so that you know how I'm feeling at that exact moment. So accurate. <laughs> Evanescence, Linkin Park. <laughs> I did two. a lot of Billy Joel in my day. No, you did Billy. Of, cor- of course he fucking did Billy Joel. Anyway. <laughs> so... The state of the park. For those of you who are following along at home, which I hope is everyone who's listening to this episode, which also I know a lot of you. I'm calling you out now, listener. Ooh. I know a lot of you download us from Podbean. I watch those numbers. <laughs> Why don't you say hello? <laughs> no, Ollie. What you don't understand is that it's the same six people downloading just it, downloading it like yeah, just like ten, twelve times each. <laughs> They're like, okay, that was the first five minutes. I appreciate them patting our numbers like that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We we have uh, 
some reviews on like iTunes, I think, and there's one that gave us like a two star rating and like what? four that gave us a five star. And I was like, I want to see is the is like, do we have a two because our audio sucks? Because <laughs> where when where, we can't, where did this happen? I don't know. We can't see. We can't see what's what's there. It's just, I think it's iTunes. It was somewhere. I was looking. I wanted to see if there were any reviews. Anyone being like, I like this podcast because it talks about books that I like. I want to know. Listener, come talk to us, please. How do you, there's like some trick to seeing your iTunes reviews, isn't there? You probably have to be like a member. You have to like log into your iTunes account or something, which I have. Oh, you could find out why they gave us a two. Do I want to know, though? No, no, not at all. I really I don't. like that we have a two, though, because it means that person actually thought about it and didn't give us a one. That's that's true. That's very specific. They're like, they're not the worst, <laughs> but like, they're not average. They're below average, but not awful, which you know what? I'll take that. Right? Like a one, to me, a one is just a hate review. Yeah, because you can't leave zero stars. Exactly. <laughs> If I could, I would. Okay, Goodreads. <laughs> so so I think a two is really nice. And the five is people who clearly, you know, get us and get the podcast. But yeah, I know. all of those of you who are out there who would even give us a two star, just come talk to us, please. I just want to know that we're not alone out there on these books. Anyway, so tell me what's going on with the park, Ollie. Have we had any developments in the we, hayride? We, on the hayride? Mm-hmm. Because it's the Night World Hayride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, no, that thing that you built, I don't know why you're saying it like you're not sure what I was talking about. You know, I mean, people might jump in on Spellbinder because it's their favorite or something. <laughs> so, spoilers always for the podcast at any time for the book that we're reading, right? Okay. So, you know that scene at the end with the fake witch burning? Mm-hmm. The one that's where all the witches are labeled? Yes. <laughs> Just in case you're not sure, this is meant to be your sibling, and this is also your other sibling, and this is you. Ha 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 ha. Right. So that, we absolutely have added that as a scene to the hayride. That is the third scene, is this witch burning. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm pretty happy with it, because we've got some cool effects going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got some air cannons that rush past the guests on the wagon so it feels like the ghost of Suzanne has like whoosh right through the wagon very very fun lots of good effects I do appreciate the specificity like the intricate knowledge of Nightworld that you have to have to really get these scenes yeah wouldn't want it any other way is there an Eric actor yeah or is it just okay cool so the Eric actor is over there just like come and get me I'm, yeah i'm gonna and, burn your sister <laughs> and he's got like you know like a fake um little burning stick kind of thing and there's um low-grade pyrotechnics in the the stakes and whatnot with extra um there's lights that make it look like a fire those are mm-hmm. always very fun but you know you've got to have a little bit of fire so that the witch like mm-hmm. gets super mad and comes from the other side of the wagon at you yeah now the fun part about air cannons is that you usually you need an actor to do this, but you can set them up so that when a wagon rolls over a particular spot, mm-hmm. the wagon sets it off. So he doesn't even need to be near there, which Excellent. is pretty good because otherwise it would be like, oh no, they're moving past the air cannons and I need to run back to my, you know, <laughs> my spot. My yeah, definitely not suspicious when I stomp my foot. 
I love, no, I just imagine like an American Gladiators-esque turret that he has to get behind to man to shoot off the air cannon. But no, we should automate as much as possible, obviously. Exactly, because you know, kids, they get sick when they work at haunt parks. They just, they go too hard. Did we only hire one Eric actor? I mean, until the park has more money. (laughs) I can't afford to have too many people per scene. You can't double up. We don't have swings. Yeah. And I mean, right now, like, so my favorite type of wagon is to have people on both sides, but we do not have the current budget. <laughs> so we just put like a back on one side. So everyone's facing mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah. Um. Also, we've added some some Night World drinks to the, like, the fair area since this was mm-hmm. good. We've got some nice iced tea and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One heavily boozed might make you forget. You never know. Now, you did have a pretty, like, primo number of spooky scenes to choose from in this book. There were, like, three I could think of off the top of my head that would be, like, very, very good at a spooky park. Oh, yeah. And if it wasn't a wagon, like, Mm -hmm. if it was more of a Mm -hmm, walkthrough, the the one that truly jumps out to me is the the scene in the small gym. With the body? With the body. Yeah, that's Mm. terrifying. And also, I feel like the dance is a pretty good spooky yes. scene. That That's the one that stuck out to me. That's very Fear Street, the movie. Yes, totally, totally. And it, it could be fun to do that kind of scene. Like, I feel like I could take inspiration from that scene and do like a zombie mm-hmm. prom where suddenly mm. someone comes like running in and like attacks somebody else kind of thing. We're like, oh, no, he's still alive. And then the zombies converge on him and you've got to get away. Uh, keep keep walking. Scare mm-hmm. forward. But yeah, there, there's there's some good scenes. But because it is a wagon ride, it is much mm-hmm. easier to do that desert one. It mm-hmm. was just gift wrapped and handed to us. LJ was thinking of us specifically and our totally real in the material plane theme park <laughs> that you can go to and buy t-shirts. Absolutely. 100%. True. Please donate to the Patreon. Your ticket will arrive in the mail. It's true. Hey, listen, you want to meet Julian? Give us $2. <laughs> this seems like a scam. Not at all. We'll shove you in a closet and throw snow at you. <laughs> Get the real experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know what that's cheap that's cheap for that kind of experience uh, right two bucks i probably can't even make the snow for that little <laughs> we're doing this at a loss <laughs> but you'll tell your friends and when we're done with the night world you'll be able to go on the night world wagon ride <laughs> when we're done with the night world in like a year from now i know it's the thing to look forward to Man, you're going to be so excited to see the scene from Strange Fate. (laughs) I love the idea that that's going to be our LJ Smith game, is to just tell people, oh, the scene from Strange Fate is coming. Don't worry. (laughs) We'll get it out there eventually. What's really sad is that there's there's probably enough material to make something, but it's not going to be scary. (laughs) The scene from Strange Fate. It's just going to be a big coming soon graphic. <laughs> and then everyone will go away being like, that was the scariest ride I've ever been on. <laughs> For any dedicated Night World fan, it's Reminding true. me of the fact that Strange Fate's not coming out until maybe 2034. Why would you do that to me? That's so mean. I was going to make a very morbid joke, but I don't want to curse 
our favorite author that way, so I'm not going to. We do love her. LJ Smith, Lisa Jane, whatever way we're calling you, we do not want anything bad to happen to you. Yeah, whatever however however much in trouble you are. <laughs> right? You're that child that for some reason we're like, mm, but you're my favorite. <laughs> what a troublemaker. What a stinker. A little scamp. So I believe we're on to talking about the chill part, the delicious drinks. The, the num num num. All right. Ollie, tell me about your drink. Mm, my drink. I went to the store earlier in the week and I had picked out three possible drinks and you and I were chatting about them. And then mm-hmm. I finished the book and I realized that one of these drinks was the clear and obvious choice. Yes. And it was the Arnold Palmer half iced tea, half lemonade spiked. And then I add ginger ale to it. Now I'm calling it the cup of Lethe. Looked it up. That's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And um, because again, spoilers, that's what Blaze puts back in the fancy bottle. I love it. <laughs> Instead of the fucking potion of oblivion. Because <laughs> Lethe is the goddess of oblivion. <sighs> the river, like you drink from the river when you're dead and it makes you forget your time on earth. Like I'm like, mm, beautiful. No, Blaze <laughs> has been drinking iced tea throughout the whole book and i was just like why why are we caring about her fucking iced tea and thea's fucking evian water why do i care no each of these drinks had a fucking purpose <laughs> LG, i was wasting your time like that i know i couldn't believe it i was like what are you doing <laughs> mm, so good so it is a cup of lethe it is just like <sighs> It's fucking 5% alcohol, so it's basically non alcoholic. <laughs> it says, contains alcohol. Doesn't tell me what kind. <laughs> Something. Don't worry just, about it. It's like, it's fine. It's iced tea and lemonade and ginger ale. Wow. It sounds amazing. Is it good? It's super good. I like it. The ginger ale gives it a little kick at the end. I already love Arnold Palmer's to begin with. Like, they're my, my preference if I'm out and about. And it's like, do you mm-hmm. want iced tea? Uh, no, fucker. Put some lemonade in that. Thank you. <laughs> so, very pleased with my drink. How about you? Uh, no, I love your drink. I you. love that LJ did gift wrap this one, too. But you saw the gift there. You took it. You were like, thank you, LJ. I will. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. And then you made this fucking brilliant drink. I love it. So good. So happy. I felt so smart. <laughs> you should. It was a great catch. And there's been too many books that we've read where it's like, I don't know what I'm going to fucking make. I don't know what I'm going to fucking call it. Absinthe, probably. Yeah, right? Like, have something ginger ale. Probably. I'll call it something else. I'll pick a word from this book and that'll be it. <laughs> I'll call it the title. So this was no, great. Very I was good. really happy very about good. that. And you? So I was just sort of like, well, what the, what the fuck am I going to do? Because I don't have money to go out and get more alcohol. We just have to make do with what we have at home. But I did have enough money to go out and get Wendy's so that I didn't have to cook before Mm. starting this podcast. So I was like, what does Wendy's have? Amazing lemonades. So I got myself a strawberry lemonade from Wendy's. Very good. Yes. And I... uh, Decided that I was going to make a love potion. I don't know what I'm going to put in that love potion. I'll figure it out when I get home. So I got home. 
I fucking grabbed some raspberry liqueur. I grabbed some of that limon rum from a yes. couple of episodes ago. And uh, I grabbed I grabbed truly an unreasonable amount of edible glitter. Just too much. People too need much. to go watch that video that you made. Too much. It's too much. It's too much edible glitter. <laughs> You're going to be I lit it. Oh, wow. Well, you know. <laughs> if this is how it had to happen. <laughs> but no, like, I, if I let it sit, it just settles on the bottom. <laughs> Please take a picture for me if it settled. <laughs> I will I will try. I may drink it before we're done. That's fair. But yeah, so I made myself a love potion. It mostly tastes like chapstick, which I'm assuming is the glitter. <laughs> so you wouldn't recommend adding the glitter. Maybe it would taste better, but it does sound good. Yeah, you know, I honestly, what I ended up doing was just kind of ruining a really good lemonade. Yeah. It may also be, my raspberry liqueur is very old, so it could also be that. You know, it's hard to say. Gotcha, gotcha. But, you know, I'm still drinking it, so that's life. And I love that you made this potion out of just whatever you had around, because that's Mm -hmm, what it felt mm -hmm. like Leah was doing. I mean, granted, (laughs) Granny has a fucking shop, but... right. The way she was like, I'll do, I'll do this, and I'll do that, and I'll do this. And then Granny was like, you're going to need something, this particular thing, to bind whatever you're doing together. Like, thanks, mm-hmm. Granny. So I feel like that was very in the spirit of Thea's potion. I just looked at my liquor and I was like, what, what seems vaguely witchy? All right, we'll do that. I love it. All right, so now we get to talk about the blurb. All right. All righty. I'm going to read from the Goodreads. Now, I have two, and I'm going to read one from the original book, the one that's like, it says from October 1st, 1996, which is one that was published. And then I'm going to read the one that's from the 2016 hardcover, the like really pretty covers. Okay. Which, again, after like reading the book, it's very funny to be like, oh, I get all of the symbolism. Yeah, like they put effort into it. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Blaze's black magic is powerful. The only way Thea can fight back is to use her own white magic, to bewitch Eric herself as a bluff. But soon, Thea finds herself getting too close to Eric, feeling forbidden emotions, breaking Nightworld law by falling in love. As Halloween and the Night of the Witch draw closer, can Thea save Eric and herself from Blaze's revenge? Wow, that's not what's on the book, but okay. Really? You have a different one. Mm-hmm. Now, so much of that blurb is wrong and makes no mention of, like, them being cousins or sisters or whatever the fuck they are. Like, why couldn't they just been sisters, twins? Why not? Yeah, that seems like a weird hair to split, but, you know. Yeah. It's like, Blaze's revenge. Like, by the time we get to Halloween, there's an entirely different plot. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, it should be there. All right. Now I'm going to read the one from the back of Cinna's copy. Bewitched. Her name is Blaze, and she's irresistible to boys. Her dark, smoldering beauty is an invitation to jealousy and madness. And now she's ready for the kill. Eric Ross is the perfect catch, a star athlete who wants to be a vet. Hands off, warns her cousin Thea, who is determined to protect this particular human boy from the girl who was born to destroy men. Blaze's black magic is powerful. 
The only way Thea can fight back is to use her own white magic, to bewitch Eric herself as a bluff. But soon, Thea finds herself getting too close to Eric, feeling forbidden emotions, breaking Nightworld laws, falling in love. As Halloween and the Night of the Witch draw closer, can Thea save Eric and herself from Blaze's revenge? Blaze's vengeance, sir. Oh, vengeance here. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Can Thea save Eric and herself? From Blaze's Vengeance. Alright, so in the other one, it said revenge. I just double-checked. And it seems like that entire first paragraph is just cut from the good race. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They also change, like, one other phrase, but otherwise it's the same. Yeah, I think, like, breaking Nightworld laws by falling in love? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I just liked by falling in love. I, I prefer it the doing this, doing this. Mm-hmm, falling mm-hmm. in love like this is this is better much phrasing. more dramatic yeah i appreciate seeing you know like blaze is irresistible this is what happens to boys and this is eric and why she would want him and thea being like <laughs> listed as her cousin mm-hmm. being like, leave this boy alone i feel like that gets closer right the top half is correct yeah but the bottom half is just like why are you doing this like you could say you know, Blaze's black magic is powerful, and the only way Thea can combat it is with white magic. Unfortunately, now she's let loose a vengeful witch spirit from the 1600s. Whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. there's a way to bring in the last third of the plot, if you want. <laughs> it, even, even earlier than that, like, they get to the unbinding of the witches, like, very, very early. I think it was at the end of chapter eight. Yeah, or at the end of chapter seven, rather. It's strange that they would mention Halloween getting closer and still be stuck on Blaze's vengeance. Yeah, I they definitely wanted to frame it in one way, and LJ yes. wrote a different thing. Yeah, they were like, Blaze is the bad girl, and we must defeat her. Okay. It's not the plot. No. <laughs> it's close, but it's not close It's close. Is the 2016 one any different? Nope, that's that. Okay, okay. That is that is what is on the back of the 2016 one. Gotcha. All right. You want to tell us about this cover? I do. So, as per usual, we have a San Julian piece. The dominant color on this one is orange, which, let me Probably. tell you, is a choice. Not a choice <laughs> I would make. It's not a good color. No, it looks oversaturated. Is that the one? It's, I don't know, the, the shade itself is like a 70s orange, where it has like a very retro feel to it. it. It ages the book a lot. And these books, like, just by the nature of their covers, already look old. Like they're from the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. So this color palette does not do it any favors. But um, yeah, so it's a dominant, like, pumpkin pastel orange background. Oh, interesting, because on Goodreads, it looks not pastel well it's a little darker than pastel but it is not like full orange like it is a very muted orange i'm glad to know that the actual cover does not look like the one i'm looking at (laughs) um and then the dominant image is blaze from in profile with her head tipped back her long black hair flowing (laughs) and then situated in front of her are thea and eric who looks Oof. like a Dracula. Yeah. Why do all these boys look like Draculas? 
<laughs> said Julian can only draw one man, and it's Dracula. <laughs> I know you like drawing a Dracula. <laughs> he truly, he's got like the sallow cheeks, the pointy face. He does not look at all the way that Eric is described in the books. Right? Which, this, what, soccer, baseball, football boy? Yeah. Tall, long legs. Like, like LJ Smith goes on to make sure you mention his long legs like five times the first time we see him. Right? He's got like that sandy hair or whatever. Like he is. Is it? It looks like a Dracula to me. I think I found your problem. It's a Dracula. <laughs> Sir, you've drawn a Dracula. <laughs> well, the book has to go to print. <laughs> he just said, like, no, we talked about this. You said you were going to fix it. And then he just holds up the new picture. It's just also Dracula. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't. That's Dracula facing a different way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor man. <sighs> Some people just, you know have their problem. Cliff Nielsen can't draw dogs or wolves. So Julian cannot draw boys who are not Dracula. Which is extremely funny because Cliff Nielsen does not draw. He just can't find good photographs of dogs or wolves. It's a very strange problem to have. It is, it is. These are both very, like, differently difficult issues to have as cover artists. (laughs) <laughs> so you've got uh you've got your dracula eric holding thea uh he looks very ominous he looks yeah. like he's the bad guy honestly i wonder if, if san julian got the wrong brief right she's all heroine mode it's like why isn't she holding him or something it's very um like old style romance novel pose but mm-hmm. like the gothic kind where the guy where the husband is evil and is like gonna murder her <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're holding each other and Thea is gazing off into the distance and Eric looks like he's about to snap her neck. <laughs> and they're surrounded by the Nightworld border, TM. Not a lot of changes, just at the bottom mostly where there's like a human skull with a candle melting over it, a book, a snake. It's a nice touch. Those are the only real changes. You'll be happy to hear that the contest is still going. <laughs> Because uh, it's probably s- only been three months. Yep. Uh, and yeah, the top has a bunch of, and this is a first edition, so it's raised, it's embossed. Ooh. LJ Smith Nightworld Spellbinder in this beautiful, like, foil red type. Oh, and nice. then across the bottom, it says, one good witch, one bad witch, one human boy, which is obviously not true. It's obviously a Dracula, a Dracula boy. Right? <laughs> Like that cover does not tell me there's a human boy involved. Nor does it mention the Dracula that is clearly there. (laughs) One good witch, one bad, one Dracula, one human boy. (laughs) That's what I'm expecting this book to be. I just imagine myself like hailing the book waiter, just be like, um, um sir, (laughs) sir, there's a problem here. This book says a human boy, but I see a Dracula. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll take that right back for you. I apologize. Thank you. Send Julian. Mm. <laughs> you put a Dracula in this woman's soup again. Her book soup? Like, yes, her book soup. I'm an artist. You have to take what I give you. If no. I want to draw a Dracula, I draw a Dracula. We've discussed this. How do, we don't even have the Dracula ingredients here for you to be doing all of this work putting Draculas into the book soup. 
Oh, I have brought them from home. <laughs> We've told you that the health inspector does not allow us to bring our own ingredients from home when making book covers. Who's going to tell him? You're going to tell him? You're going to knock? You're going to knock him at Dracula? <sighs> Look, I've got you commissioned for 10 books. So <laughs> no. All right, but no more Draculas in the book soup. <laughs> I'm not going to make any promises. There'll be Draculas <laughs> everywhere. I just love it. Ah, no promises. <sighs> I've got real Dracula friends for that stranger fate. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the real reason strange fate never came out. <laughs> Too many Draculas. Entirely Draculas. <laughs> That girl looks like a Dracula. <laughs> Imagine, like, just a collage of all Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> all the Draculas that were rejected from previous oh. covers oh. just collaged together. <laughs> Turns out this man is the descendant of Jonathan Harker. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, we have fun. <laughs> After we cannot forget this bit when we go to the next cover. We have to see if there's a Dracula. I mean, it'll be impossible to forget it. There will be a Dracula. <laughs> I know this thing says 5% alcohol, so I'm clearly just loopy and not drunk. <laughs> oh. You know well, what my favorite part is? No, we're not done with this yet. Oh, there's my still favorite more cover. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. It's the Dracula thing. I'm not over it. My favorite part is that San Julian is like a comics guy. He's mm. like a, I mean, he does other other work, but like he did a lot of like Conan stuff. So it'd yes. be funnier if it was just like, oops, all Conan. <laughs> Man, he had an opportunity to make Eric a Conan. He <laughs> really did. He even has the pose, right? Like it's yeah. a very Conan pose. And he's got sandy blonde hair. Why is he not a Conan? Why is he so a Dracula? Many- I can imagine it. It's just a better universe where it's oops all Conan. Why do these boys not have shirts on? Mm. (laughs) Men don't wear shirts. (sighs) Look, I know you don't wear shirts and Conan doesn't wear shirts. (laughs) Why should I? I'm proud of my body. (sighs) Can't argue that. I can't argue that. (laughs) Like, why? Is James wearing a lion fur? <laughs> it's not in the book, St. Julian. It's not not in the book. <laughs> D- did she describe his outfit every scene? Yes, it's L.J. Smith. Well. <laughs> oh, that's the unfortunate part is you really can't just make it up. <laughs> you cannot. L.J. has those details for you. Right? She's like, I know their hair and their eye color, what they're wearing, and what their bedroom looks like. (laughs) And she will make sure that information gets put to use. Yeah. She she will find a way to get you to everybody's bedroom, regardless (laughs) of what they're doing in or not doing in said bedroom. I respect that. If I could have half the drive LJ Smith does (sighs) to put in these dumbass, meaningless details. Yeah. I truly thought the iced tea and the Evian water were just <laughs> choices. Where I'm like, should I start saying all of my modern day characters are drinking Canada dry ginger ale? Like, is that how this works? <laughs> this is 
notes. It's prehistoric product placement. She got a lot of money for that from Evian. God. Could you imagine? All right. Excited. We need to talk about the rough plot. Mm-hmm. You ready to try that? Sure. All right, go. Oh, okay. Um, So Spellbinder is about Thea and Blaze Harmon. They are cousins, not sisters, for unknown reasons. <laughs> they have been kicked out of a bunch of schools uh, from different parts of the country because Blaze is terrible and keeps getting boys in trouble. She keeps magically messing with boys because she's awful. And we'll go into more detail about Blaze later. Yeah. Long story short, they are in uh, Las Vegas because that is where their grandmother lives. Their grandmother is like the crone of all witches. She's like, I don't know, witch president? One third of the <laughs> witch presidency? I love that she is the crone and they like put italics on that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she is the crone of the witches so she's very powerful she's very important and thea and blaze are also important by extension because they are the last of the two Harmon witches which is like the original witches that all other witches are descended from from what was it mave Harmon? uh mave was the one who married hunter but the original were heloise and maya oh right right they are in Las Vegas. This is their last chance. If Blaze fucks up here, then they will be sent to, finger quotes, the convent, which is basically just like being homeschooled in fucking Pennsylvania or something where there's <laughs> nobody else to talk to, just themselves. Why didn't they send her there originally? Like, this just seems like it would have been better. Yeah, they got a lot of chances. But, you know, them, them privileged girls, they, they do get that. So Thea is determined to keep Blaze from getting them sent to some place that sucks and they have no friends. Yeah. So Thea is resolved to not let Blaze get them in trouble again. Uh, so when they go to school the first day, she is on guard, but she is the one who fucks up because she tries to immediately. She's like, I'm not going to let Blaze get us kicked out. Oh, shit. I accidentally showed my witch powers to a human boy. Because she tries to save a snake, and a human boy also tries to save a snake, and he gets bitten. Because it's like a rattler. Yeah. After they do save the snake, she goes to uh, heal him because the poison is too... Because he decides to save the snake instead of seeking medical attention. Right. Because he's just that good of a boy, I guess. He was like, I'll die for this snake. And like, it was a big ass snake. The two of them had to carry it. They did, right? It's like, Eric, please, it's not worth it. It's just a snake. <laughs> like, I love animals, um, but like, you're, you're human life? You're, yeah, the, you, you got bit, you dumbass. <laughs> anyway, he is going to at least, like, she doesn't say he's going to die. She specifies that it would be very painful because his leg is going to swell up. And she doesn't even say that he'll, like, lose the leg. She's just like, he's going to be in a lot of pain. So I'm going to use my witch power to withdraw, like, the venom from his body. Yeah. And she does. And Eric notices. And so she gaslights him. He's like, no, him. that was definitely in pain. Yep. They have a moment, like they do that stare at each other, like two inches from each other's face thing. <laughs> uh, and then Thea does her best YA boyfriend is like, no, stay away from me. I don't want to talk to you. Who who even are you? You trying to hit on me? Gross. Goodbye. <laughs> I thought that was a clever little uh, 
turn around where she's just like, you just tried to get me alone because you're just hitting on me. And I'm like, oh, oh wow, you are. <laughs> and Eric's like, no, 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 no. I'm not. Th- I'm not that kind of boy. Right. It's like, I was just trying to save the snake. It's like, yeah, none of this was about you hitting on her. <laughs> but so Thea runs away from him and she's shaken, but she's like, well, I'll just avoid him. And like, it won't be a problem. But it turns out that she accidentally took his zoology class notebook. Because this school has a zoology class. Right? This high school has like an honors zoology class, which is impressive. Right? I wish I had had that. Right? I'd get fucking like honors English, honors algebra, not honors animal stuff. (laughs) So she uh, enlists Blaze to give him his notebook back. Which suits Blaze fine because Blaze thinks he's hot. Blaze like, thinks every boy's hot. Yeah, she's just like, oh, a boy? Sure, I'll take it. I've already set my sights on him anyway. It's like, does anybody want this last boy? Sure. You know what? I've I've got room <laughs> for another one. He's not the last one. boy. It's it's we, we have no one's touched the boy. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna take the last one. I have room though, so <laughs> I'll I'll take it for all the boys. Like oh. <laughs> Uh, so Thea understands what this means she's like oh no Blaze is going to set her sights on this boy then she's like but I don't care why do I care he's just a human Uh, it turns out she does care a little too much to prevent Blaze from fucking with him because they've specified that Blaze like mentally and magically manipulates boys until they literally lose their minds yeah she's mentioned that the previous boy like was taken away in handcuffs in new hampshire right. because he burned down the school for her for her so, yeah for blaze because her name's blaze so that makes sense not spelled that way so she says i don't want her to do that to eric so i'm going to pretend i'm going to pretend i'm going to pretend that i want him and i'll just play this game that which just plays like the same game that they're playing in fucking secret circle where they're like oh we're just going to manipulate boys for no reason it's it's fucking pizza boy but all the time you're right but not as rapey (laughs) yeah no as far as i know zero rapey (laughs) so she says okay i will play your game and i will pretend that i'm going to magically ensorcel eric into falling in love with me so that blaze can't but oh no it turns out that they're soulmates whoa So Thea realizes this and she realizes what a problem it is because, of course, it's the night world and it's forbidden. You'll have to die, you know, one or both of you, both of you probably. It was nice to see this as the first book where, like, the character, the main character point of view is like, Mm -hmm. whoa, no, no. Nope, I can't go doing that. Uh, I will die. They will die. Mm, nope. Yeah, but like this is a very baseline case of soulmates. I feel like Poppy and and James were different. You know, Ash and Mary yeah. Lynette had kind of a different dynamic. Thea and Eric feel like very baseline. What happens if a normal night person who's not like a murderer falls in with a normal <laughs> human who's not dying? Right. Yeah, yeah. This was just two people. Right, who otherwise should be able to be in love and are willing to, but cannot because of the night world. So we'll talk about the blandness. (laughs) Yes. So Thea decides that she's going to try various magic things to get Eric to not like her. None of them work because the soulmate magic is more powerful than witch magic. 
So she decides that, what is it? Like, Blaze isn't laying off, right? Oh, because she tells Blaze. Well, you forgot to mention the friends. Okay, yeah. So they're also friends. They're also witch friends. They don't really really matter a whole lot. I know, but, you know, they ever come up for some reason. Blaze has two friends in Circle Midnight. There's a moon girl and a fox girl. And then Thea has a friend in Circle Twilight, which is the sort of good witches. Like, I don't really understand how they parse Circle Midnight from Circle Twilight because it seems like Circle Midnight are like the bad witches, but also they're not allowed to be bad witches. We we don't walk away from, or uh, as someone who doesn't know the night world entirely yet, Mm -hmm. I don't walk away from Circle Midnight and Circle Twilight in this book knowing anything about what differentiates them beyond Mm -hmm. just like, I'm gonna pledge Twilight, (laughs) I'm gonna pledge Midnight, you know, like. Right, like, LJ clearly wants us to look at Thea, who's a nice person, and look at Blaze, who is not, and see that as the difference between Circle Twilight and Circle Midnight. But then you have the larger witch society where they have rules against murder. They have right. rules against casting specific spells on humans. So like, uh, what? Yeah, like, and oh, that spell's not for maidens and things like that. We're just like, okay, so do the midnight ones not care about that rule? Right. At which point, why isn't the wider society being like, actually, girls and some very few boys, we know that that's what you end up doing, so... Stop right it. it's like it they're like the slytherin of the <laughs> night world <laughs> there's only gryffindor and slytherin here or hufflepuff and slytherin honestly <laughs> yeah really but those are the two factions that you are introduced to and you know thea's uh friend danny who is a circle twilight which is like oh no they're only circle midnight people here and i don't really like hanging out with them because like they're mean but, like, we never see them being that mean. Yeah, and she hangs out with them. And she does hang out with them, yeah, so, you know. It's weird, because, like, when she shows up, she's like, oh, are you Circle Midnight? She's like, no, Circle Twilight. She's like, oh, I didn't want to hope. I was like, oh, that's interesting, but never goes anywhere. And, like, right. we do learn very later, and we'll get to it, but about, like, a third faction, and it has a really distinct opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so it's just like, why couldn't you have taken... Two sentences <laughs> to tell us Circle Twilight, which is about this. Circle Midnight, which is about this. Like, yeah. Even if they had never said, like, uh, later on in the book, Blaze gets they get pulled into a trial, and like Blaze is accused of casting illegal spells on humans, like love spells on humans, and that's a bad thing. And I was like, if they hadn't said that, then I would assume that that was the shit that Circle Midnight was up to. But right, they said you Apparently can't do not. it. So what did yeah. they? To anyway, nah. anyway, Thea tells Blaze about the soulmate thing, and Blaze is like, "Oh, I can fix that for you. I'll just make him fall in love with me, and then I'll kill him, <laughs> so that you don't die." Because I yeah, love you. And I'm like, "Oh, Blaze, <laughs> you're going about it a really bad way, but that's real sweet." Yeah, no, but I I respect that you do care about your cousin sister. Fucking L.J. Smith with her weird connections. <laughs> I don't, I genuinely don't know why. It could anyway. have just been twins. You know, anyway. So <laughs> Thea's like, no, don't do that. And Blaze's like, eh, well, I'm gonna, and you can't stop me because you're not as good of a witch as I am. So, you know, I don't want to have to say it, but you did make me. Yep. So Thea decides that she's going to cast some forbidden magic to 
protect Eric. The idea is that she's going to call in the powers of a benign witch because her grandma just has a sack of witch souls somewhere for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why they do. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. Is that a thing? Like, I, I can't imagine the one that she ends up calling thought, hey, so, you know, what's about to happen is about to happen. Could you, like, trap my soul in an amulet? Right. Who did that? Yeah. Who threw the Pokeball? Like, what happened? <laughs> I just don't understand it. But whatever. Grandma's got a sack of witch amulets. She's got a sack of witches. And so Thea decides that she's going to call on, like, a nice one who will help her protect Eric because she, a good spirit can be powerful. Whatever. And then Blaze comes in and they do like a fucking sitcom sister fight. And, and it's at the critical moment, like everything else has been done. And I was like, of course. Yeah. So they accidentally end up setting free a witch that they don't realize at the time, but eventually find out is a bad witch. Well, well an not a bad witch. witch. An angry witch is more accurate. A wronged witch. Yes, 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 yes. Someone who does not like humans was killed by humans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And her, like, children, siblings. Siblings, yes. Yeah, like little kid siblings. And uh, now that she is out, she wants to get revenge. And it turns out that the school has a poorly timed Halloween festival going on that is themed after witch torture, which is a questionable choice, not as questionable as L.J. Smith makes it out to be, and we'll talk about that, but yeah. it's it's not a good timing for the circumstances that have arisen. Yeah. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yes. Yeah. So the uh, witch spirit ends up killing one of Blaze's suitors, and Thea oh, finds him. But wait. But wait. The dance. Got the homecoming dance. But nothing important happens at the dance. Alright, what do we talk about? They go to a dance. It was a good scene. No, it was a good scene, but it's not important to the plot. Alright, go. Keep going. Go, go. Yeah, no, we're we're fucking rushing. We're tapping all the bases. We're not stopping. So (laughs) Okay, okay. It's backcountry. One of Blaze's suitors is killed, and Thea realizes that the witch that she released did it. And so she tries to figure out, how do I capture this witch? And she realizes that only she can do it because she's the one who let it free. And that she has to be physically very close to it, which is very difficult because she has no way of, like, getting the witch. Like, she, she has no fucking leverage on this witch. This witch can go wherever it wants. Because she didn't cast a circle. I love that when Granny was like, well, you just put it back. But how? Well, you've cast a circle, so... It's right there and you just put it back. She's like, I did not cast a circle. <laughs> She's like, what dumbass would not cast a circle? <laughs> and Thea's like, <laughs> I just love that she she asked her grandma these questions and grandma just like, he's like, ah, I'll tell you the answers and I have no idea what you're doing, but don't do it. She's like, definitely didn't already do it. I'm not going to ask questions. You're clearly just curious and I actually don't care that much. I'm too old to care. <laughs> She's too old. I love it. <laughs> I believe it. I absolutely believe it. That she's just like, I don't care. Whatever. Maiden can know. The great Grandma Harmon is great. Grandma Harmon is a classic character. I did love her. I love her. She's very good. So Thea figures out that she needs to lure the witch to her so that yes. she can then bind her again. Conveniently, she'd killed Blaze's suitor, Kevin, because he was probably hanging up a witch decoration and thought oh no hurting witches Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like oh i figured out her trigger yes (laughs) all right 
she concocts a plan with Eric. And at this point, they have sort of stopped fighting against the whole soulmate thing. Like, Thea's still kind of fighting it, but Eric is, you know, dodging and weaving all of her spells. So there's not a whole (laughs) lot she can do about it. So she and Eric decide that they are going to stage a burn-in, as Ollie (laughs) so eloquently described, as you'll be able to see on our Nightworld hayride. Yes. They go out to the desert on the night of the Halloween dance because Thea figures that if she's going to strike anywhere, it's going to be at the Halloween dance, what with all the witch torture decorations. Yep. And they want to sort of lure her away from that by burning effigies of her and her siblings. Very harsh. But, you know, they are going to go hard and um, that that will absolutely draw her attention. (laughs) It will. And, you know, as we said, to make sure that she knows which is which, each of them is conveniently labeled. They get a nice little sign wrapped around like a necklace. (laughs) That was such a good touch because like as though the witch were going to like cruise by and be like, are they burning witches? And then just be like, well, I don't know those witches, so I don't really care. (laughs) Those witches have my name and my, my brother and sister's names. What are they trying to do here? What are they saying in particular? (laughs) She's like, wait, does that say, does that say my brother's? (gasps) How dare you? I just got back from some weird amulet plane and this is how you greet me. Right? For me, this was like 20 minutes ago. How dare you? (laughs) Right? Because presumably she has not been like released since then. No, and presumably she has no concept of time in the amulet. I would hope not. Otherwise, this is much worse. Please. (laughs) So Thea and Eric set this up and they're like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to come back at this time and we're going to set it on fire and I'm going to capture her. It'll be fine. But she and Blaze are rounded up along with their friends at their respective Halloween circle ceremonies where we, we briefly see people involved in Circle Twilight, but do not hear a word about what they do or what their ethos is. Yeah. They are brought to a sort of trial situation in front of the inner circle, which is the most powerful circle of witches, who are led by Thea's grandmother, Mother Sibel, who is the mother, and then the maiden Aradia, the mother, mother and The the maiden. And they are tried because they figured out that Thea was fucking with the amulets. They figured out that Blaze was casting love spells very cavalierly, which we were not informed was illegal. That was a surprise. Yeah. It's interesting because the all the descriptions of the book, right, mention like black magic and white magic, dark magic, light magic, etc. Nothing is ever described as that. It's all just... It's forbidden or it's Mm -hmm. forbidden to maidens. Or it's like maybe when you're a mother, you can cast it. I think that there's ever, and I can't confirm because unfortunately I had to read the fucking paper copy. So I can't do myself a word search. I feel like there was ever a word in the beginning about how Circle Midnight did darker magic, but she doesn't ever. What does that mean? Yeah, she doesn't specify. I think it's in her conversation with Danny. But Oh, you know what? Um I bet it's that she uses sacrifices, like animal sacrifices, and mm. that Theo was not about that because if witches familiars were still allowed, but they haven't been since the burning times, mm. she would have absolutely like 
majored in. <laughs> yeah. Animal stuff for witchery. So I think it's just that where it's just like she'll raise power and do whatever through other stuff where they'll do. I don't know. People always in all witch things use sacrifices like shorthand where it's like, oh, yeah, you get a lot of magic, but, you know, it's unpredictable and it's dark mm-hmm. and you have to kill an animal. Yeah, that that sounds right. If that's yeah, if that's the extent of it, like I don't know. Yep, I guess you know it's circle circle twilight are the vegans. Circle midnight, not so much. <laughs> They're like meditarians. Yeah, <laughs> keto. So <laughs> they're brought up in front of the uh, inner circle, and Thea realizes that the time has passed in which she was supposed to meet Eric and that he could be in danger. And so she says, I will come back. I will, you know, first of all, you arrested my friend. She had nothing to do with this, but like, I'll come back. I'll take responsibility for it all, but I need to go do something important. Somebody is in danger. And then she just fucks off, which is great. I love that. Cause it's not like they've got her magically bound. She's just no. like, nope, going. And these aren't Vita witches. Like, these are just, like, there's, yeah. like, a dentist. There's, like, an old lady. You know, like, these are just right. normal people. So Thea fucking books it. She goes to the desert. She pulls up just in the nick of time. Eric is fighting. Oh, but God, she had to, like, drive all over creation first. And I was just laughing. Oh, yeah. We ha- we have so many steps. We're skipping oh, those God. steps. She so go- ridiculous. She goes to the desert. There's a big, tense fight where the witches, you know, air cannoning past. And they, you know, both of them almost choke, but Eric keeps the witch distraction distracted and Thea is able to bind her again, which like she binds her. I thought she was going to banish her. So nope, she back in the amulet for you, Fight young back lady. back in the fucking amulet, this poor girl. And like, as she's going, she like calms down for a minute and Thea, who was like, previously been treating her as like a just a sort of monster, has like a moment yeah. of empathy for her where she's like, oh, she's just really sad and it's like she's like two years older than me maybe it's like yeah she was tortured and her brother and sister were killed like that sucks (laughs) what do you think happened but no back into the amulet for you tickety tack into the sack (laughs) she and eric have a moment together and then she turns around and oh no the inner circle was there and they saw the whole thing because aradia used her magic blind eyes to find them her visions they realize that Thea has told Eric about the night world and that he's a human and that he's her soulmate. And like, they're not as gung ho as the vampires. Like they don't want to kill both of them because like Eric was nice. He helped her, you know, Thea's a good girl. She's from a good family. She's white. (laughs) She's blonde. We can't get rid of this one. (laughs) She's this like one of two remaining Harmon women. Right. Yeah. That legacy is very important. Like they're very powerful. Yeah. Bloodlines. Yeah, they specify that, like, the thing that Thea's done, like, she called on some spell that she shouldn't have known. Like, she's a very powerful witch. Yeah. I do appreciate, though, that they're like, "Ah, you know, there aren't a lot of boy witches among us, and we used to just take human husbands. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. this was the way of it, but we had to give that up to make the night world. I have so many questions about, like, that. Like, what do they do now? Do they fuck vampires? Do they fuck like werewolves and shapeshifters? shapeshifters? But the people act like all of that is really weird and bizarre. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, Thea even brings up like humans, you reproduce too quickly. Our people reproduce slowly. It's, right? There's so many questions. Interesting questions, though. Like, I'm not <laughs> mad about it. 
I'm just perplexed. Like if you're not I just want to know human husbands, then what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean like I don't think you're all fucking vampires. As discussed, what's his name? Was it Tobias? Is that mm-hmm. his name? Yeah, I think he just goes and like has five Imp- girlfriends. Impregnates like twelve different people, yeah, I guess. Tries so. at least. Yep. So uh, they're like, well, we don't want to kill her. And, you know, they have that discussion of like, well, if if it were up to the Night World Council, they would kill her. And then grandma's like, uh, this is a witch matter. Who's going <laughs> to narc? Are any of you fuckers going to narc? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> and like we see the, the mother and the maiden and the crone all like standing together. I mean, figuratively, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, yep, nope, this is we all agree with this. So if you don't, it's a yeah. problem. Which business do not tell the vampires so you know they're they're trying to decide what to do, and Thea suggests that they give her the cup of leith lethe, which is something that she'd brought up earlier as like a possibility of giving to Eric to make him forget her. Yes, she's now suggesting that they use it to make her and Eric both forget that she was ever a witch so that they could live together and have a life, but she would not risk outing the night world, breaking the masquerade. <laughs> so they all decide that this is a good compromise. So Blaze goes to get the cup of Lethe. Thea goes to drink it. But what? It tastes like Blaze brand iced tea, <laughs> Lipton, I imagine. And Blaze is just looking at her like, don't you fucking say a thing. She's like, drink it all, bitch. She literally is like, drink all of it. (laughs) And so they give it to Thea and then Thea gives it, or they both give it to Eric and Thea and Blaze are both looking at Eric like, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this (laughs) up. And Eric's a good boy. She like holds his hand and like digs her nails in and he's just like. (laughs) Right. And Eric is not a dumbass. Like Eric gets it. I appreciate that Thea was like, but it was sealed. And the ribbons were still on it, and the wax, and the sigils. Yep. <laughs> She's like, Blaze took the potion out weeks ago for that thing at the at the dance. She just has this potion somewhere. Yep. Blaze just has this incredibly powerful potion, just like Oblivion under her bed spell. or something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So... Thea and Eric go outside to say their goodbyes. Their plan is to like live with Eric's mom and everything will be fine. Go to college. Happy ever after. And um, Aradia follows them and she tells them that like she she knows because she is, you know, psychic and Mm -hmm. everybody else probably knows. But nobody's going to say anything because deniability. Like we saw her drink from the potion. It was Mm -hmm. sealed Mm -hmm. and it was in the cup. Yep, as far as we know, she knows nothing about the night world. I don't know what to tell you, Mr. Redford. Why would you doubt our magic? Yeah. Well, I do love that Eric's like, so am I also immune to this stuff? (laughs) Right. He's like, immune to all the other kinds of magic. Why not? (laughs) Because I still remember everything. So she and Blaze say goodbye. And as they're leaving, Aradia tells them, you know, people are saying that Circle Daybreak is back and is a thing again. And there are people saying that your cousins, the Red Ferns, also have human soulmates. Maybe you should go hook up with them and see, you know, what you all can figure out because, like, maybe soulmates are coming back. Right. She says something about like the old powers waking up, which is yeah. an important thing later on. So, which, 
when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. So even if she didn't realize, uh, LJ Smith didn't realize when she was writing this that, like, that's where she was going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, she did. <laughs> like, it's here. It's seated. Yeah. She also name drops, like, the Night Wars and stuff. So I, I feel like she must have had an idea of where she was going. Yeah. So, yeah. So Thea uh, leaves with Eric and she leaves on this note of, like, I see a future where I could just be a a human veterinarian and use my witch powers to heal animals real good. I see a future where Eric and I can go team up with, uh, you know, the protagonists of the other two books and we could start a revolution. Like, (laughs) the future is unknown. Daybreak. Lots of open possibilities. And that is where the book ends. It actually ends on um, the line... She held Eric and felt his breathing and was at peace with the night. And I remember that book two ended with Mary Lynette saying that she would always love the night. Oh, interesting. Let me crack open my omnibus. Yes, please. Please tell me how does Secret Vampire end. Yeah, how does Secret Vampire end? Poppy blew him a kiss. Then she and James drove off together into the night. Look at you, LJ. Look at you. girl. I love that. That's great. What a nice little backlist thing. Good job, LJ. I Good enjoy job. this. I look forward to all the final yeah. lines on the others. We'll see. I wonder if she had like, okay, I know what the end line of book 10 is going to be. <laughs> so we're just going to keep that I start theme. at the end and then <laughs> I work backwards. This is, this is fine. Let's see. Yeah. So that is a spellbinder. What did you think, Golly? Overall, I was entertained. Mm-hmm. I found the last 80 pages or so to be like such a fast read. I was only planning on reading. Um, I wanted to leave like the last 50 pages for Wednesday since we record on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And instead, when I got to, you know, the point where I had uh, I'd read 20 pages and I had 80 pages left to go. Mm-hmm. I just kept reading. Yeah. So, like, that was, that was nice. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. Which is <laughs> the, the weird part, right? Right. I had, like, strong opinions about Daughters of Darkness because mm-hmm. there was a lot that I was just like, what? What? What the, what? the fuck? Mm-hmm. And, like, I wanted better for Mary Lynette, you know? <laughs> um. Whereas this one, like, I was intrigued by the witches. Like, that was fun to learn about them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> our three main characters, Blaze, mm-hmm. Thea, and Eric. Blaze is a horrible person, and she didn't <laughs> have to be. Yeah. But she was a character. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was ever able to, like, um, like I-, I messaged you saying, not that I would, but I could write fanfic where... I would know what Blaze would do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you could have fun with it. Because she would just do horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to figure her out. Yeah. And, you know, she does care about Thea in her own weird ways. You know, like, she does stuff where it's like, we don't agree with her. But she's all within witch and night world expectations. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the end, you know, she's, she's ultimately mm, not a good girl. But she's a good cousin. She's an ally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't want to fuck this up. She doesn't want to see her 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 cousin not be a witch anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like there were opportunities for her to just be like, 
I'm not trying to do this. It just happens. Like, yes, I can do cool spells and I do do them, but like some of it just happens. Like if there was ever any indication that, that cause um, Thea calls her Aphrodite a lot mm-hmm. in the prose of being, she's like Aphrodite, you know, passion driving men to, you know, madness essentially. Like that's a really cool idea if she actually was not doing all of it on purpose. Mm-hmm. If it was just part of her nature where it's like, yeah, she's a really powerful witch and this is her problem to deal with. Mm-hmm. But no, everything seems to be her doing it on purpose. So it's like, mm-hmm. ah, I can't like you. Mm-hmm. But again, she's a character. Thea was very bland. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know stuff about her. I know she likes animals. I really loved any time that she mentally connected with an animal. Mm-hmm. I thought those were great scenes. Like she had one with the snake in early on at the school. She had one with um, a dog at the the boarding place of the the vet that Eric works at, mm-hmm. and then a guinea pig. Yeah. Yes. And it's like this is this is cool. I appreciate that. I wish that her animal stuff had come into play and been relevant to the climax. That would have right. been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and made me feel like there was a purpose for her having animal connection. Mm-hmm. Because Blaze is really good with jewelry and spell casting. And it's like, cool, your shit comes into play for the climax of your story. Mm-hmm. But not Thea. Thea's just so milk toast. <laughs> <laughs> she is. And she's our protagonist. She's our point of view character. Like, she's not a bad person, but she makes... The only time she makes bad choices... Mm-hmm. feel like it's because that's what the plot needs mm-hmm. yeah her her decision to resort to forbid magic to protect eric was a leap yeah and i i can i guess suspend my disbelief and be like well she was really worried about blaze doing this stuff and like i appreciate that she had that you know water bottle full of a spell to like make him disgusted with uh-huh. Blaze. Like, that's fun. But I would have expected her to try that first rather than I'm going to do a forbidden spell and conjure a spirit. Yeah. It, it's a very witchy plot, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the idea of re- accidentally releasing a spirit that you can't control is what happened in Secret Circle for sure. Yeah. So, like, I understand why you would see that plot line and be like, this vibes. But she really doesn't do the work. It feels like it comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah. now, it comes out of nowhere very early in the book. So yeah. the fact that we spend the rest of the book dealing with it isn't that big of a deal. But when it first happens, like, so I... You're like, but you've set Thea up to be a lot more reasonable and, like, temperate? Responsible? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I stopped at the beginning of chapter seven, and then I thought that I had stopped at the end. So the next time I picked the book up, I picked it up in chapter eight. And chapter seven starts with Blaze coming to get Thea from the veterinarian's office. Chapter eight starts with Thea doing the evil amulet releasing spell so like in the course of one chapter which is like not more than 10 pages you you go that is a very hard turn 
Yeah, I I feel like it needed one more Blaze trying something small. Thea using the disgust potion, Eric being like, and then you threw water at us, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for her to be like, oh shit, and now Blaze is you gonna make this huge necklace and my little potion isn't gonna be enough. Ah, what do I do? Yeah. Where it just needed a little bit more for Thea as opposed mm-hmm. to immediately jumping to it. like Yeah. Because like I said, it is the plot we deal with for the rest of it to the point that it not being mentioned in the blurb mm-hmm. is peculiar. Right. And in that, you assume that they're just trying to spin it as like the twist, but like chapter eight, you know, and then yeah, the plot. That's... Like that's, that's just the plot. Yeah. That's halfway through the book. I don't hate that too much when right. it's the focus yeah, I was going to say, of all of the Nightworld books that we've read so far, even though this plot does come in at a very fast clip, it is still the most integrated into <laughs> the book that we've read so far. Because it's not like For James sure. abducting Poppy in the last three chapters of fucking Secret abducting. Vampire. Oh, yeah. Ash, right? Yeah. Right. Where I'm like, what just happened? This was a nice, sweet book between three people. <laughs> right. Who the fuck's this dude? Which is, I think, why I didn't like him in the second one. I was still so irritated at his existence in the first one. <laughs> you ruined a perfectly good cancer book, sir. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could have liked Ash more if I had not seen him in the first one, if it was Quinn. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see that. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and then book two. God, I can't even fucking remember the ending there. Uh, Jeremy, where he just oh, pops out. Of yeah, the woods. oh, I hated that. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Like, I guess it was seated, but like his twist of like, and now I'm evil. And you're like, yeah, why? For what reason? Like, this was much more integrated to the book, and I appreciate that, which mm-hmm. is probably why I was entertained and was like, all right, where are we going? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Thea is just kind of there. I feel like she needed a little bit more workshopping on this character. There was so much world building that there wasn't enough character building for her as a protagonist. Yeah, I always... Thea did feel very bland to me. Both her and Eric felt... Even though as I was reading, there were things that like each of them would do where I'd be like, oh, I like that. Like That's a good character choice that you made, LJ. Like That does give (laughs) me a better sense of this character but like being done with the book neither of them leave a very strong impression which is maybe why like i didn't remember very much about this book except for blaze yeah i remember when discussing them you're like i just don't remember much about it and i'm like okay well we'll see when we get there and yeah blaze stands out as a character mm-hmm. granny Harmon stands out as a character mm-hmm. eric so moving on to the third main character he could have been a himbo but he's not and that's weird because he has kind of all the um, hallmarks of being a himbo does he yeah because like he's a little doofy he's handsome he's a sporty boy but then he's smart Mm -hmm. and he's clever (laughs) and it's not that himbos don't have their own way of being smart but Mm -hmm. you know like he's a little too smart to be a himbo Mm -hmm. and he's not as fun as a himbo would have been. He's very sweet. I think him and Thea, their thing is that yeah. they're very sweet 
and gentle people. Yeah, and when I read it, it didn't feel like they were worth breaking Nightworld law and potentially dying over each other. Like, they just seemed like two normal kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure that's, like, half the point. But, mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to be dealing with soulmates, mm-hmm. you should see my fucking face right now. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to be dealing with soulmates, I want to care mm-hmm. that that they get together and stay together. As opposed to just being like, yeah, okay, you're two normal white kids. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, I think that... and. So, okay, okay. So here's here's the thing, Ollie. What you got? I think that LJ thinks that she has, like, a theme here. I don't think she goes as hard on her theme as she thinks she is, or at least how she goes hard on her theme is not as hard as she thinks it is. But, like, mm. there is a lot of stuff in here uh, with the way that Blaze treats humans with the discussions that or not discussions with the two line conversation that Thea <laughs> and Danny have with the way that Thea thinks about the way that her people think about humans with the yeah. stuff about the the witches like being offended by like the tortured witch decorations like LJ is doing herself like a like a racism thing here definitely but so I think that you're correct. Like, I think that half of the point is that they're two normal kids. Like, they should just be able to be together, and they can't because of racism. And it's not great when they're just two normal blonde white kids. <laughs> I know. This is fucking fantasy racism. racism mm, fantasy racism that does not work. Yeah. Like, why isn't Danny our protagonist witch? Christ almighty, we should all be thankful that she's not. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) if I had to see her velvet dark eyes mentioned one more time, Dee was going to show up and drop kick her ass. (laughs) LJ Smith, not not Danny. No, like Dee shows up and she just puts her arm out like, no, don't worry, Danny. I'll handle this. I got you. LJ, give me your keyboard. Give it. (laughs) Give me the keyboard. (laughs) I need to smack you upside the head. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm going to take the V, the E, the L. <laughs> I'm going to take all of these keys and you cannot have them back. Can't have them. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Like we're lucky that the Lisa Jane does not. But when you're dealing with fantasy racism to have both of your characters be white and blonde. <laughs> like it's not even, it's not even like, oh. I'm the one with the inky black hair. Like, I'm a classic evil witch. Like, why isn't Blaze the one doing this? That would have been... Oh, God. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. That's my problem or okay. potential problem. I have so many, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But Thea already was a nice girl mm-hmm. who didn't fully hate humans. Mm-hmm. And I know we just had Ash dealing with, like, but I hate humans. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes it more potentially interesting is you have a character who really believes these things you know you've Mm -hmm. got man-eater blaze who has mostly sent young boys literal teenagers made them crazy like Mm -hmm. 
clinically put in hospitals dealing with, you know, men mental health facilities, if she and Thea both felt he was their soulmate, then we get polyamory. Nice. But no, like, <laughs> that could have been interesting. Or if it was just her and Thea was like, I like him, but not enough to, you know, break Nightworld law. And, mm -hmm. and Blaze, you're not supposed to break Nightworld law. You already break enough problems. We can't be sent off to Aunt Ursula. Mm -hmm. You know, if you had this bad girl witch who was fighting for her right to love this bland, not even a himbo <laughs> boy. How dare he? If he was a himbo, I could love him. And her good girl cousin doing everything she could to keep them apart i mean that's something more interesting i mean it's a more interesting story but like you said we just did ash and mary lynette which was the exact same thing yeah except that you know mary lynette wanted nothing to do with ash right if eric was super all about blaze and thea being like oh no that's just another Randy from New Hampshire. But he actually cared about her. And, you know, her being like, what? This is what caring actually feels like? As mm -hmm. opposed to, I want something and now I have it, so I don't want it anymore. Mm -hmm. There's an interesting story there. <laughs> yeah, I... So, risking another two-star review. Uh, the fantasy racism thing here really got to me. Because it is brought up so many times i still hesitate to call it a theme because it's so limp but like there's a scene where thea goes into the school gym or shed or wherever it is they're having this fucking witch torture party mm -hmm. and it's decorated with like a witch theme. they went hard on that witch theme like i've never been any to anything themed that hard after like the salem witch trials or whatever <laughs> and these people are in nevada yeah. what connection do you have this isn't new hampshire where it would have been like all right at least it's only probably 45 minutes to an hour and a half away right like i understand where like that theming would come in but for some reason this school has gone in hard there's like axe throwing to witches or something with witches as a target right? like which is in bad taste because that is a real thing that happened to real people like yeah. i'm with lj in that department but for thea to walk in and act like there's fucking racist caricatures everywhere it's a bridge yeah. too far lj and let me tell you it's because those witches were a not real you know, like this is this is a thing that humans did to other humans and not like a yeah. an actual race that was persecuted for their race. Right. But Thea treats it that way and LJ clearly wants us to receive it that way on Thea's because behalf. Because it's not like she said in any of the prose, actually two of the witches were ancestors of mine. No, it's just it's a general thing. It is a which persecution thing and then she brings up like this is part of why we had to hide ourselves from humans every time they discover us they kill us it's like do they it's like they don't though like there are plenty of cultures where that's not a thing just you know yeah. christianity is kind of people. a problem yeah yeah exactly like i i just wanted to enjoy this story about this these soulmate kids you know but then lj was in here with like danny who is a black girl who yep. is a black girl, by the way, not just yeah. a witch. She's a mm -hmm. black girl in America. So Danny still definitely experiences racism, LJ, yeah. just yeah. because she's also a witch. 
they don't all just hang out with other night world people. They are right. at public schools. Right. So for Danny to come up to Thea and say, ugh, humans suck, right? Like they would even think one of us was lesser to the other based on our skin color. This is literally a scene that happens. Yeah. Yes. It's like, I appreciate that, but you've put, you've put these words into this young black woman's mouth. Yes. Right, because like for Danny, it's probably, uh, I'm so glad that I mostly hang out with witches outside of school because mm-hmm. like we're all not racist to each other, just to vampires and humans, you know, like, but around here, people treat me differently because I am a black girl. Right. But even that is weird because it's still racial. Like it's still yes. witches hanging out with witches, which LJ is very clear to make a race thing. And then feeling a way about humans because of their racism. It's like, what are you doing, Lisa Jane? <laughs> ah, that's a good point. Being like, wow, humans are so racist. Mm, but we're going to say all kinds of terrible stuff about humans. Right. And it's okay if we, like, murder them or drive them crazy, you know. Right. It's very weird. It's like, why? So, obviously, there's, like, a bunch of every pagan religion thrown Ugh. in and also other religions that are just actually other people's religions and not yeah. pagan. It's mm-hmm. just, it's everything that isn't Christianity thrown together. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is weird. That's the other thing, the very other very white thing that LJ does here. Fucking Thea talks about, like, thanking Isis, you know, she thanks, mm-hmm. like, Greek gods, Egyptian gods. Like, how are you proposing that this works, Lisa Jane? Are you proposing yeah. that witches consider every single deity from every single pantheon that is not Christianity real? And right? if so, where do they draw the line? Like, yeah. why why is Christianity not real? And then you have the actual mythology that LJ made up, which is like... Which I would prefer if that was all of it. Same. Being like... Here's my character who, oh, some other name. What's that? Uh, like Aphrodite from Greek mythology? Oh, okay. That would have been easier. Right. Even if they were just like Hecate is our yeah. witch goddess and... And she got absorbed into your stuff. Everything else is fake. Yeah. Like something like that would be fine. But like... Except for, of course, the ways in which negating people's religions. <laughs> right. Right. It's so complex and, you know, you just don't think about it when you're an author in the 90s dealing with witches no but then like so her actual mythology is like oh so there were two daughters of hecate and they were the progenitors of witchdom like all all witches come from these two ladies witches and vampires witches and vampires and then somehow you know when thea goes to her circle twilight meeting we have a Japanese witch, a Chinese witch. Hawaiian witch. A Hawaii- oh, there was a Pele. Every different ethnicity and nationality that could be represented in this little scene was there. Danny was dressed up like a specific... Oh, she was dressed up like an Egyptian goddess. She was Isis. Which LJ does because she kept referring D as Nefertiti, who is also yeah. Egyptian. LJ, she does seem to only think that black people come from Africa. (laughs) From Egypt specifically. Anyway, the point is, I realize that you talked about witches taking human husbands, but then you're saying that all Japanese witches and their spirituality and their gods come from Helloise? 
the same with the, <laughs> the Hawaiian one, witch, the Greek ones, like South American and the North American. Yeah, all of that. It doesn't make sense. And it could make sense. It could. could I mean, it? not fully. Hear, hear me out. It could make sense if we weren't made really like clear that at least one of the lines is dying. What, you mean the Harmons? Yeah. I feel like if you were like, yeah, you know, witches are everywhere, night people are everywhere, you know, we decide our spirituality in whichever way I use, you know, this god or goddess invoked from my my culture. We worked alongside the humans, so, you know, I believe in this and I use, you know, I use this goddess as a, like, a shorthand, you know, for the work that I do, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like, that if there was any cultural difference in that way, mm-hmm. it's that it's too homogenous. But the idea that the Harmons have two daughters left and a crone makes it feel like, oh, there are not a lot of witches enough that any of the lines could die out in this modern era. You would think that they would be more prolific. Mm-hmm. And then I would be able to say, sure, of course, that makes sense. You know, they We've already discussed that they would take, you know, human husbands. And so, obviously, the husbands would teach the children their religions as well and their spirituality, their beliefs. And so we incorporated it into what we do. But they don't do that. It still doesn't track for me. Because, like, the Heloise, who is, you know, the mother of all the witches, Mm -hmm. is a... I don't know if they specify in this one, but she is prehistoric, like caveman times no they do not specify that okay well that must be a different book that will remain unspecified Mm. um because they talk about hecate yes which who is not prehistoric so what the fuck lj i would have remembered if they said prehistoric (laughs) well you know what we'll have to fucking check that timeline when we get to soulmate because they're very specific i'm pretty sure it was caveman times why is it always caveman times? Because that's the beginning. <laughs> I guess. But I I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me that you would have a these white women in prehistoric times being <laughs> like all the witches come from one specific lady in one specific geographical location, but then you have like a Shinto goddess who's existed for a really long time, who just happens to be real in conjunction with like, I I don't know. For me, it's like all of these things being acknowledged as being real and call uponable by these witches who come from like this specific source. Like, I feel like if you're going to say all witches come from one specific place, your religion has to be from that specific place. I, I don't know. It's just me and my brain, but... I do agree with you that the night world, it should be, this is what we do. This is what we believe in. Mm -hmm. This is the, you know, these are the characters that... These are our antediluvians, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does make sense. I do, however, think that a family, a group of people, whatever, can spread across what is apparently tens of thousands of years Mm -hmm. to be everywhere Mm -hmm. in the way I had discussed, Mm -hmm. but that it falls apart for me because it feels like there are not enough for that to happen, just enough to get our Captain Planet sing along <laughs> in the yeah. inner circle. It's like, how hard did you look to find yourself this varied a group 
I mean, there's even someone in a wheelchair. That's like impressive. Thank you, LJ. I know. We have a blind girl. Yep. We have a, a gentleman in a wheelchair, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Like she was trying. She was trying to check all those boxes. It's like, but none of them are important. <laughs> none of them are characters. Yeah. Like, I hope we see Aradia again because she seemed interesting. And then you also reduce them or express them as literally just their heritage. Like, you just yeah. have the Japanese witch who dresses up as Amaterasu. You just yeah. have the Native American witch. I don't even remember if she specified a tribe. Yeah, they just say she's dressed as changing woman. And you're like, oh, okay. Right. They are literally just their ethnicity. And also the gentleman in the wheelchair is just his his wheelchair. And then they're gone. So like LJ, yes, we see you. It could have been so interesting if it was like Circle, uh, Secret Circle. Mm -hmm. Whereas like we have the maiden, the matron, the crone. But then here's the other people who are the heads of the disciplines, basically, of Mm -hmm. like... This is our premier person for potions and our premier person for amulets and chanting and, you know, animals, even though we don't, you know, they don't allow it, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like to have to give reason as to why you are there, what you do. We know that that's part of LJ Smith's bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Like we saw her pull that off in Secret Circle and it would have been more interesting to see like, ah, yes, here is particular character and she's draped in, you know, the f- the finest jewelry, even finer than Blaze could do. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this one is, you know, she's got a dress on with the jingles and moves with, you know, the wind and she's clearly the, in- the, the chantress, you know, the chanteuse, that might be the word. Just something to show how they relate to their witchdom as opposed to the humanity that they do not supposedly have. Right. Uh, LJ is just here to, and, you know, very well-meaningly mm-hmm. uh, tell us that all of these people are valid and beautiful and here for a scene. They are not important. <laughs> Never seen again. It's it's well-meaning, but terrible as, you know, well-meaning white women often are. Yeah. So The, the continuing theme of the... People who write starting in the 90s. It's so true. So true. Yeah. All right. Well, that's out of the way. Yes. Can I can I tell you mm-hmm. my problem with Blaze? Yes, please. Okay. Here's the thing. I like that LJ is here for unlikable women. Yes. Uh, I typically myself am a fan of unlikable women, but... Blaze is just an asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Blaze is just an asshole. She's not difficult in a way that, like, you know, there are prejudices being, you know, used against her because she treats things the way, like, a dude would treat them or something. <laughs> Blaze is just awful. This like, is, like, beyond the way dudes treat women. No, she's... And I feel like LJ's thing, because Blaze does not get comeuppance ever for the awful 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 things that she has done yeah and by the end of it you know thea spends the whole book being like oh well you know she she does bad things but she's my cousin so i can never (laughs) go against her like she does bad things but family you're like nothing else not she's always good to me she's only doing it to protect me nope just does bad shit thea's here complicit you know yeah 
So, yeah, no, the problem with Blaze, and I feel like this is another kind of an Elena Gilbert situation where, oh, like, I remember messaging you saying Elena fucking Gilbert wishes that she could seduce boys the way I fucking mean, Blaze Harmon can. Blaze is, you know what? She is competent. Give her yeah. that. But I feel like it's another Elena situation where, like, maybe LJ is like, I like this girl. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come down too hard on her because I like her, even though she's doing categorically awful God, things. If she had just been like in trouble. Well, yeah, there's so many things that you could do with Blaze to so make you know what? her she doesn't she gets taken to the trial and there's no mm-hmm. fucking excuse for her. Oh, they say they're gonna send her off to the convent and that's oh, it. Oh, okay, right. But but what? We don't know what that really is. No, you know? it's just implied to be a place without boys which is probably for the best yeah that girl needs to be a lesbian no she doesn't that's that wouldn't stop her from fucking with boys clearly she's not that's the thing about blaze if she were in it for any sort of like revenge you know the first girl i was like really into was like blaze but she was a lesbian Mm -hmm. where she messed with boys and then would reveal to them that she was a lesbian and never liked them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like if Blaze was like that, I would go, oh, yeah, I've known a girl like that where she thinks that, you know, any boy who looks at her is an excuse to fucking be a jerk to him. But no, she's she doesn't actually seem like she likes anyone. Well, no, she Blaze is like, A, she's a really shallow character. Yeah. But like... Thea and by extension kind of LJ try to frame her as like a force of nature and that's how Thea and LJ yeah. kind of let her off they the give hook. give her so right? many excuses. Well she's like Aphrodite she can't help it. Tell me she literally can't help it. <laughs> well and that's the thing like they imply that she is just like an elemental like Mm-mm. and therefore you know that what what can you do about it fire gonna burn and it's like well no she's a human being yeah. with well, agency she's a, witch being. she's a witch being with agency the same yeah. agency that thea has because if she is what the narrative tells us she is i feel bad for her in the sense of you're never going to be a full person like i said i wish that it was just oh she she is Aphrodite reincarnated or whoever, you know, that witch was. I mean, not obviously reincarnated, but, you know, like, like she has that same problem mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that person, that witch who was mistaken for a goddess. Mm-hmm. And to be like, there's really no cure for it. All we can do is keep her away from doing this. And for her to be like, I don't want to do it. Like anything, any kind of regret. Right. But she's she's got nothing. She no, has no motivation. Like, there's no reason that we're given for her to do this except that she she can, yeah. which just makes her, like, a privileged shithead. <laughs> perfect, perfect phrasing. There's no, like, power fantasy in this because she's not doing it for any specific reason. You know, like I said, even if she were doing it for revenge, if they told me, like, when Blaze was young, some boy pretended to like her and, and now like they did a does. carry or sure. something like then i would be like fuck yeah team blaze i'm here you know like anything instead this has just always been her game yeah it's just it's just a game and like the only moments that blaze is ever likable is in the moments where she is protective of or where she shows some emotion to thea yeah but you know none of that is enough 
to make her tolerable. So like every scene where Thea was sitting by and letting Blaze charm terrible boys, things to boys. Yeah, was just like, I hate both of these characters right yeah. now. Yeah. Maybe that's why Thea feels so milk toast. It's just like in these moments when your cousin is doing this terrible shit, it shows us that you've sat by for years and years while this mm-hmm. has happened. But now you're a fucking soulmate, so it's different. Like Right. Mm, I don't love that. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I really wanted to have the opportunity to like Blaze, but LJ absolutely did not give us this. And she is, this is another iteration on Secret Circle. Like there are so many common elements, but Blaze as like an iteration of Faye was absolutely like one of the biggest ones. And at least Faye, like we got satisfaction on from what I remember, which is nothing except for that general feeling. I mean, she ever figured out that she was not as good as she thought she was, which is bare minimum. (laughs) And the back cover blurb tells us that she does know that Blaze is bad, but it's like, but then you read the book, you're like, that is not true. She's not trying to fight this girl at all. And any (laughs) chance that she had to do it, she literally just sits there and lets Blaze be in control. Yeah. So it's it's not fun to read, is the thing. Like, those parts is not, not fun. I agree. I feel like there's a better character in there. Mm-hmm. It's so sad that Blaze is the only character <laughs> right, in this book of our main ones. And that her juxtaposed with Thea and in scenes with Thea makes Thea even worse of a character. Right. Yes, absolutely. Terrible. Yep. I kept being really nervous about Danny. Oh, like she was going to turn out to be bad or something? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like... The reveal of who turned them in being Tobias was kind of bullshit and out of nowhere because, like, he honestly felt like he was half dazed all the time. Yeah. Where I'm like, you're getting into the witch weed a little too much <laughs> to stay awake to fuck all your girlfriends. He's too tired. That dick. Death from Snoo Snoo. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um. So, yeah, I kept being, like, nervous that Danny was the one and that's why she got called. And I was like, why is she here? At this trial? I also thought that. I was like, did I forget that Danny was like the bad guy? (laughs) Right? I was like, what is happening? So there was a lot of stuff that just, the way it was written was never quite a red herring. Mm -hmm. It just felt like, why did you make those choices? There's a lot of of extra details that don't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like there wasn't enough plot happening. So just add another character, make another point of view here. There's a lot of, so if this was like in a, in a court of books, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in the night world that is like really good evidence to bring forward to the book court to be like, yeah, this is totally where young, young Amy got, uh, author Amelia Alvita Rhodes, got the ideas for the Den of Shadows, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's just other stuff that just feels like, ah, oh, this is inadmissible in the court. <laughs> it just feels like too much of a coincidence. And it feels like maybe, you know, Amy and Lisa Jane just, like, were writing in the 90s and so therefore influenced by the same stuff. Yeah. And it's like, witches. But I just... So the third book Mm -hmm. that Amy wrote, "Mm, in the third book for the night world, you know, (laughs) it's like, it doesn't matter. Because, like, 
Amy wrote a bunch of other books. This just happened to be the third one. Right. Was Shattered Mirror. And I know that L.J. Smith doesn't have, like, the corner on Forbidden Romance. (laughs) But it wouldn't surprise me if Amy read this one and got a bunch of ideas about, you know, like, witches and the people that weren't supposed to be falling in love with them. And even... When we read Shattered Mirror, we can see that Sarah, like, never wants Christopher. So, like, that's mm-hmm. different. But it still feels like there's these seeds. So, let's see. I had a list. <laughs> like, hold on, everybody. Ollie's going to wheel out their conspiracy board. My, my fucking chart. Cranky, cranky, cranky. Oh, where was it? I know I made it. Crashing room noises, tossing clothes. Where'd my board go? <laughs> No, seriously, where did my board go? <laughs> We'd have to get you like a flow chart, like one of those I'm online I'm going to have to make a charts. separate channel that's just, you know, shit that reminds me of other shit. <laughs> your, your old man channel. <laughs> All right, I think I found it. Okay. So Shattered Mirror, again, we have two siblings who are the starts of the lines. Oh, this is not just Shattered Mirror, but Den of Shadows. Mm-hmm. Two siblings. They were, like, given magical powers, and from them, all of the descendants of the Den of Shadows come from. Mm. Same thing for the Night World. All of the vampires, all of the witches. Like, we haven't learned about the shapeshifters cause it was, and made vampires and whatever, but who cares? Mm-hmm. Because the legend stuff, it just doesn't stick in your head from the Den of Shadows because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And to me, that's what makes it most feel like this could be inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And when you make your world... You have the legend of how it began. Yeah. And it, you know, if it starts with two sisters, then that's (laughs) just how stuff starts sometimes. Right. Because obviously you need women to give birth to more of these creatures. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, but it doesn't matter. And so because it doesn't matter and it's not brought up and you don't remember it, it just feels so shoehorned in and like it doesn't matter. Right. That's bored content. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also worth noting that both witches began with prehistoric white women blonde white women yeah well and i remember too that there were two different kinds of vampires originally like i don't even know if this got bored content recently but like i think when you were there Mm -hmm. the solar vampires that we never heard yeah yeah yeah. there were the solar vampires and the lunar vampires very good good remembering because i did not (laughs) so it's like okay well you've got like made vampires and Lamia. So were the mm-hmm. lunar vampires the made ones? And then your solar ones that you dropped the Lamia? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? And you've got shapeshifters. <laughs> and I remember that originally there was, like, ideas for werewolves. Mm. Up to and including, like, in the Forest of the Night, there is the mention of a local werewolf pack. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure, like, that I huh. remember that. But, hey, I can look it up. I might be wrong. might have just been a local wolf pack, but that wouldn't make sense in a book about vampires. So here's my (laughs) list on Shattered Mirror. All right. Again, it might just be witches, but both of the books have their climax on Halloween. Mm -hmm. Both of the books involve a dance, even if it's like a homecoming dance earlier in the book. Still, Mm -hmm. it involves a dance. Um, Here's a petty detail, but both of the books involve the main love interest girl in a simple and I believe white dress. Both of them are specifically belted. LOL. (laughs) One I just thought of. Oh, they're both blonde witches. Great. Mm -hmm. Both books involve the main love interest girl no longer being part of her witch family by the end of it. Mm -hmm. That feels weird to me. Like, that's 
That's not where you expect a witch book to go. Uh, while Blaze is very different from Adia, I would be remiss in not mentioning that both books involve two pairs of sisters, cousins, sisters, whatever they are in this one, who are the last of their line with a main guardian who is the leader of their line. Grandma mm-hmm. Harmon for this one, Dominique Vita, the mother, for the other one. Mm-hmm. Both love interest boys are something that the witch love interest girl has been raised to hate. While Thea is not stripped of her powers from a trial... Both girls do experience a trial in front of other witches for their crimes that happened throughout Mm -hmm. the book. So I feel like this may just be how witches work, except that both of them don't involve lesbians. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I would have assumed lesbian witches and, you know, either of these books would have existed. Because, like, Mm -hmm. by this point, we had Willow, I think, for Shattered Mirror. Like, Oh, by Shattered Mirror, sure. Yeah. Not this one. No. But yeah, not even a single pair of background lesbians. Like, there's just such a big connection on Wicca and lesbianism that's like, Mm -hmm. why no lesbians? Not in L.J. Smith's house. No, not at all. So, like I said, (laughs) there's a lot that's just like all the different witch lineages. Like, it all just could add up to coincidence. But there's a lot of them and specific ones to the plot. Yeah, and I think, you know, we know that Amy read some of these books, if not all of them. And, you know, a lot of that stuff is genre convention, but it's a genre convention that, that came started. after, <laughs> yeah, that came after Nightworld. Like, I, I'm sure there were other, like, witch and obviously other vampires and, and books like that, but, like, the kinds of tropes, like, that you would see in every book that came out after Twilight, for example. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. LJ predates a lot of those. Yeah. And these are specifically for young adult. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you you just would expect it to be different. Like, if I sat down for a witch book, I wouldn't expect two, two witch books about witch girls falling in love with boys they shouldn't. Really? From totally different races? I mean, I feel like Forbidden Love. I like you. you can, the Forbidden Love is a classic, regardless of what genre it you're is. But it's in. not something I personally associate with witches. I mean, but if you're writing specifically a romance novel, though, but is Shattered Mirror a romance novel? Is it? I mean, no. it certainly acts like one. It's not, and we have had this discussion on a whole podcast. <laughs> I I agree that it's not a good one. Yeah. But I definitely think the the, author the emphasis it. on that relationship, yeah, just because the author's bad at writing romance doesn't mean <laughs> they weren't trying. It just, it it was so focused on, no, I don't care about this boy. No, I only just met you. Why are you love bombing me? Like, it was, it was the same problem of Night World book one and two, where it's just like, and suddenly the end, everything is wrapped up and I love you now. You know, mm-hmm. like... Well, not that those were problems in Nightworld, but the the ending was wrapped up quickly. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look at this one and not assume that there was inspiration. I can definitely see where there there was inspiration for sure. You know, what depth of inspiration? Shrug. We can never know. And like, I feel like at this point, even the author wouldn't know. It's been so right. long. You know, sometimes stuff just goes in the stew, like you said. Yeah. 
you know, using myself as an example, I, these were a uh, foundational witch text, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if I sit down to make a story about witches, maybe my default is just going to be like, oh yeah, this is what a witch story is like. Right. And and I guess it's, it's that, you know, it's like, I guess probably read these ones and was like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is what a witch story is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to continuing to see how it goes. Like, I would really like to read one book and go, Beyond everything we've already discussed, I don't see anything that was cribbed. <laughs> well, maybe the next one. You know, the next one's a fucking weird outlier, so that may be your guy. What's it called? Dark Angel. Oh, and I know nothing about that. But that will be for a future season. Did you uh want me to read the little excerpt so we know Yeah, you know what? That would be good, because you had the little one last time, and I barely remembered anything about it, so it didn't, <laughs> you know, because it was a month. Right. And, you know, however many months from now, who will know? Who will know? All right. Don't miss the next Night World, Dark Angel. One day, Jillian Lennox almost dies and is saved by an angel. When he brings her back from her near-death experience, he says he's her guardian. But soon, he's guiding Jillian into the most deadly danger. Who is Angel, really? What's his claim on Jillian? And why is he drawing her into the depths of the night world? Jillian and her friend David Blackburn have to find out before it's too late. Dun, dun, dun. Blackburn feels like a name I have seen before. If he's a sorcerer, I (laughs) say that's where Amy got the LaCroix. Not that that's her actual last name. LaCour. 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 <laughs> no, that's I just remember LaCroix. <laughs> got the idea for LaCroix. Yeah. If he's a sorcerer, that's where they, they came from. Because you know what never make any sense in Amy's world? Mm-hmm. Sorcerers. Yeah, those did feel real weird. But then again, every vampire was apparently a fucking sorcerer at one point, so. <laughs> Mortal sorcerers. Every vampire is out there making deals with elementals. Oh, God, right? We can't kill any of them. Fuck it. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck them so much. Ugh, I hate it. Anyway. Mm, anyway. Anyway. Dark anyway. Angel sounds like something we're going to read in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So I did want to say this. Um, and I'm glad that you read that because otherwise I would have forgotten. And then it would have just been a text and not recorded for all time. Uh-huh. I'm so tired already of soulmates. <laughs> we are book three. There are six more, dude. I know. i'm scared i'm sitting there reading it and maybe it's just you know the problems that we discussed about thea Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. eric that they're just so boring and i did not care (laughs) i wasn't like mad about it but i was just like oh my god who cares be like they were so boring there was nothing going on to them there was nothing interesting you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't like i use boys but suddenly i regret all the things that i have done and now i like this one boy oops why have mm-hmm. I fucked up with humans so bad? Right, whatever. No. Maybe it's that. Maybe I just need these these soulmates to be interesting. But I, <laughs> I just don't think they're going to be because they're all going to be teenagers. <laughs> yeah, they are all going to be teenagers. This is correct. And, like, I don't know. Maybe I've just reached the point where I am tired of young adult books about teenagers <laughs> falling in love. Because at one point in this book... Thea kisses Eric out in the desert and it's just like she gave him a quick kiss or something and I'm like that is the first time you have used the word kiss 
<laughs> in this book. Mm-hmm. And I know you told me, you're like, well, there was a, there were a couple times they faded to black and I just assumed they were fucking. And I'm like, but LJ has never held back. She's never pulled her punches on kissing. This is true. It's always been like the moment where their souls touch, you know, like I, I could have even been okay with that. But it was, there was <laughs> nothing sexy about this book. And I was just like, why would I even want it to be there? teenagers <laughs> this is true that is the fucking catch 22 of talking about any of these right where it's like not sexy enough but they're teenagers so no that? i don't want no. it no i'm an adult yeah so it's so weird because like there was no kissing i don't care about kissing but then when <laughs> she does kiss it's just like i gotta go now honey and i'm just like what where's where's your like soul bond when you kiss like they just like they did a lot of like hugging and like mm-hmm. cheek to cheek and they nuzzling did. and i was like had a real hard time picturing that yeah it was just so bland i was like is this i mean this is fine if you two are not interested in like <laughs> kissing or fucking that's fine i'd be okay with that except that suddenly you're just kind of casually kissing this dude as if you've been doing that for a long time and i would have liked to have known you had reached that point in your relationship (laughs) because otherwise you could have had like even though we had like snuggled a whole bunch and held hands and like all that we'd not kissed yet and after this we just had like the best kiss ever like like give me fucking princess bride you know like (laughs) give me an emotional physical connection to make it worthwhile it just felt Mm -hmm. like it wasn't there and that's that's not the way lj smith does it it's true maybe it was just these blandos i'm hoping i'm hoping so because if i have to deal with a bunch more bland ass characters (laughs) falling in soulmate love Mm. where i'm like i don't care no one should care this is not that big of a deal fantasy racism keeping them apart i do not care (laughs) i like i i don't know how i'm gonna get through six more books of this crap let me me search my memory bank so i don't the next one i don't think is relevant okay so what you're saying is the next one we're both gonna be like ugh fuck this book oh it's the worst one everybody Mm. knows that this one's the worst one (laughs) i'm really glad that we're taking a, a season or few off the one after that it has a bunch of conflict between the soulmates Okay. The one after that has conflict around the soulmates. Okay. The one after that, they're rivals. Oh, okay, okay. The one after that is Black Dawn. All right, and I'm I'm actively looking forward to Black Dawn because that's the only other one I know anything about. I know it's so it's so far away too. So far away. Uh, you you got your slave and slave owner romance, so that's fine. That's gonna be great to hate. And then the one after that, it's like a political conflict between the soulmates so okay there is any more the rest of them do have conflict god good because they were just like normal teenage kids and i'm just like mm-hmm. i don't care <laughs> there was nothing which is why i was like please do something <laughs> please if you could please come i don't know set things do up. something terrible i like i enjoyed the seeing i guess enjoyed is a strong word that i wouldn't actually use but let's call it anyway (laughs) that the soulmates were like stronger than these magics you know Mm -hmm. like that blaze used as much as she could at her disposal that she was taken to trial Mm -hmm. for using 
these spells that were like forbidden to maidens and maybe even forbidden i can't remember so like Mm -hmm. it's cool to be like yeah no literally nothing is gonna stop that i now know this in this world that was good information to have Mm -hmm. but with these boring characters (laughs) they are uh information delivery systems yeah you're like good job i now know more about the world i know a lot more about the world night again i liked that that Mm -hmm. was fun but yeah yep i am uh nervous about the future of uh me and these books well you only have to deal with them three at a time this is true and i'm glad for that (laughs) but we are going to be moving on to season 13 we will have that information i know we will have that information for people mm-hmm. on the Patreon mm-hmm. soon after this episode mm-hmm. is released. I love that, like, most people probably can tell from our tone. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Love it. So excited. Cool. Can't wait to do yeah, that mm-hmm, season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shall see. Like, I do want to get through the Night World ones. So, like, maybe <laughs> it'll be season 14, but maybe we'll just be like, let's just try something else yeah right let's just just do another author we've been with two authors for a very long time can we get some new blood in here i would like to do a season for you know somebody else that'd be fun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah something good maybe yeah i have some ideas you have some ideas Mm -hmm, it's good mm -hmm. all right i'm ollie and you can find me on twitter while twitter still exists jesus How many more times do we have to say this before that either doesn't exist or it's better? <laughs> I don't know. Pointless. Right? 20 seasons from now. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Olivia Hennis. You can find the podcast there at Backlist Podcast. You can find me on Twitter while it's still here at <laughs> Endless underscore Run. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Backlist and Chill. Don't forget, $2 to get to Night World. <laughs> And early access to the episodes. And that, I guess, if that's important to you, but really... $5. You get to know the season ahead of everybody else who didn't pay $5. This is true. You could know what we're so fucking whiny about if you could not <laughs> But we're <guess>. like... <laughs> dragging us, kicking and screaming. I don't want it. What's really funny is the idea of, like, I'm dragging you and you're dragging me. <laughs> All right, neither of us we just look at each other like we don't have to do this. <laughs> we could choose not to, but if we don't <laughs> choose to do it now, will we ever choose to do it later? <laughs> I want to complete this. I Let's guess. Do it. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye. I'm sorry, this is just the podcast now. It's going to be me trying to figure out how to log into my iTunes account so I can see what this fucking two-star review <laughs> said about us. Assuming it's iTunes. I think it's iTunes. Yeah, it is iTunes. Because I can, I can see where we have four ratings. Oh. But I oh, is it four ratings, fucking not five iTunes. ratings? No, there are only four currently. We've rated 4.3, which is pretty good. Right? That's reasonable for the two of us chatting about books. But while you do that, I'm going to fill everybody in on the state of the park. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> You're like, I don't give a fuck about this imaginary park. I want to know about this real two-star <laughs> I, review. I need to know what kind of shit people are talking. <laughs> is it? Is it because we talk about young adult books? Is it 
because our microphones are uh, unreliable at best. <laughs> See, my my inclination is always somebody being like, they thought too hard about this book I liked. <laughs> it's a book just who cares? Why read them if you hate them? Mm, but I love to talk about them when I hate them. And I love to talk about them when I love them. The two-star review is from Annette Curtis Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Christopher Pike being like, leave Bob alone. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's an acceptable rating to have. If it's Mr. Just Pike, you're Chris allowed to defending give us a Bob. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. <laughs> He's like, must I follow you to every podcast you do and tell you to just go easy on my man, Robert Robert Stein? <laughs> well, look, at this podcast, we have learned that the ways of Robert Robert Stein are pretty fucking good. Like, No, it's true. Bob is an icon. Um, goals. Yeah. A man to be respected. Absolutely. And like, we're allowed to also analyze his unanalyzable books like there's no need to but we do it but like we love him if i met him i would tell him what a huge inspiration he's been i know i would be like sir you figured it out in 1989 probably, probably 89 that's the number i was gonna use <laughs> that's great i'm glad we agree, we agree. on this intuitive <laughs> this intuitive number for robert robert stein <laughs> Uh, got it one day he thought what if i just write as fast as possible because my meatloaf's getting cold (laughs) what if i just don't care (laughs) oh i would love to not care but if we didn't care we would have this podcast Mm. did you get into there to itunes no i'm gonna have to give up because i don't know if we actually have an account i know i have an account i don't know if if we have an account for the podcast very peculiar I'll right. figure it out later. I'll find out who gave us that two-star review and what it says. Or or if somebody who already fucks with iTunes, which I don't because I have an Android because I'm poor. <laughs> mm. So if one of you fuckers who does have the iTunes app can look at our reviews and screenshot what that two-star one says, I would super appreciate it because I do not want to have to download that onto my computer, but oh, I will. But I don't the want to. saddest thing is going to be when it's just, nope. It was just a two star. Didn't leave any opinions. Be like, oh. Honestly, I, w- I hope so. That would <laughs> be so much pressure off me personally. No, there's no pressure. <laughs> no, no, no. We, uh, we try. We're trying so hard. We've got these nice microphones for us. And we're trying. Okay, We just, we just don't know how to use them. <laughs> well, because we're not, you know, mabim bam. I would be. <laughs> we're not. This is true. If only we were. No, I That's would. Pressure. I absolutely love if it was just because of our sound quality. I, you know what? That's fine. I'm not a microphone. I don't control that. <laughs> uh, like, I can't control the fact that my microphone sometimes sucks. I can't, but I can control my bad opinions. No, you can't. Your opinions are amazing. Shush. <laughs> anyway, so tell me what's going on with the park, Ollie. 